All right, welcome to this episode of Monetize Your Mental Capital. I have Richard Gers on here with me. Richard and I were just chatting briefly about kids at home, and I have to share a brief story, and then he's going to tell his story. My kid, she walks in, and, and it's Christmas break, right? And we're having the show, and obviously the kids are home from school because it's Christmas break, and she comes running in, like doesn't pay attention to the fact that I'm on video, on camera, recording anything, and like, pops her head in the camera and just looks at my guest. And my guest's like, oh, hello. And she can't hear because my guest's in, a, in an ear, ear pod, right? But she can see him. And I said, oh, uh, we have a visitor today. What's your name? And I put the microphone over by her and she says, meow. And I was like, how do I come back from this? Like, like I don't, I was like, and then she just scampers off out of the room. And the guy thought it was pretty funny. I was like, I think we might leave this in. I mean, so... Kids are entertaining when it comes to podcasts. No, yeah, mine, I just started working from home in August, like four or five months ago. I'd never done this. I always had an office before this. So I have a bunch of audio equipment because I do these Zoom interviews. Blah, blah. Every time I go back, all the knobs on everything are completely out of whack. If I don't check it, it'll be totally wrong because the kids just love, they have to turn everything, hit all the buttons. Uh, they're just two young boys, two and four years old. It's hilarious. And the Zoom impromptu Zoom things all the time. I, I put up a barrier behind, like I put up a vinyl banner, like at this conference. I just put it up so they would stop doing it so often. Now they like sneak behind it and poke around. And I see what's bad is I don't notice it at first. And the person I'm talking to notices it before me. And I see them like smile and laugh. And I'm like, oh, I know what's going on. And I go look and I see him like poking his little hand around the vinyl banner. <laughs> but I guess it's just okay now. Everyone understands we work from home. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, I, I think that's my favorite part about COVID is COVID made it okay to have kids. Before that, it was like, oh, no, we don't invite them to meetings and we don't remember that people have kids. And for sure. I mean, I purposely dress a little nicer in my office just so I don't go down that crazy slippery slope because I would just be in my freaking pajamas if I just don't care. Like I have to like mentally separate it. That's why I'm building a little I'm building. I got a shed and I'm converting it to an office right now just so there's literally going to be a barrier. And I was wiring it up. And I'm like, what lights do I need? I told him, I'm putting a light up above the door. And I made, I've got a red LED light. And I switch, I made a switch just for, I said, when this is on, you can't knock, you can't peek in, you cannot go anywhere near this building. And I was just showing it to him before because we're Bill. I was like, see the lights on? Remember what it means? Oh yeah, it means I can't come in. I can't knock. Okay. I was like, good. Let's hope we're understanding each other right now. You realize that now the red light's going to mean it's time to go bug dad, right? Like this is, this is happening. Oh, absolutely. So I'll have to do like automatic sprinklers or something. Like they will have to do something. The Pavlov's dog response has to be put into their brain because this is super important. People, I'm like, again, I'm like, guys, you know, people are paying me money to do this. You can't just be crazy. Like you have to understand. So anyway, they're good kids though. They'll be fine. Luckily, like, like, like we said, COVID has made it so that this whole idea of making money and like the seriousness of it. I mean, every, I mean, man, if you want a riot, go on YouTube and look for like COVID news bloopers. There are some good ones. Oh, I'm sure that's absolutely true. And honestly, I think it's helped me close some sales because it turns you into a person. You're not just a company brand like, oh yeah, I'm a human being. These are my kids. We're all trying to do the best we can here. I really do believe it's helped at least get my relationships closer with people that didn't know me at all. You know, it, it kind of sped up that whole process. So I love that in this episode of monetizing your mental capital, we've talked about kids. We've talked about COVID. We've reminisced a little bit and, and we've, 
I mean, I got a seven and a nine-year-old. So, and it started back in 2018 for me. So same exact idea of like, holy crap, they were little. And I love that. So tell me, Richard, to go back, when was the first time you asked someone for money in exchange for knowledge? Ask someone for money in exchange for knowledge or, or anything? The service one is actually a little more interesting. So I was in college. I got a physics degree of all things. So I'm in the middle of this, like a sophomore. And a friend of mine's dad is a, going to captain school. He was a United pilot and he was going to be gone for a month, but he had a granite countertop business. And the story is he asked his son, who among your friends is responsible enough to actually help you with this business while I'm gone? So he calls me up, hey, Richie, you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. So we literally were building granite countertops, like deliver, we're going to vendors, they deliver the granite, we cut it. We go to these fancy smancy houses, install it after class. And I remember the moment when I was like, it clicked in my head. We had to write each ourselves checks. You know, I'm like 20 years old. So you're writing the check to yourself and then you're flipping the check over and signing it. And it's like, oh, <laughs> like, what am I like? I was like, I'm in physics. No, I'm just going to finish this degree. This is not what I'm going to do. I had to go into business like, duh. I mean, so that I'll never forget that opportunity. And you just never know what's going to happen. Like, just be who you are, be authentic. And sometimes it just finds you. That was like my the first moment where I was like, oh, an entrepreneur forever. No holds barred. This is who I am now. I love the moment. That, like, I can just see you looking at that check and being like, I wrote that check. Now I'm going to endorse that check. Holy crap. Yeah, it really was surreal because I didn't understand anything about business. And it was just a big fancy checkbook. I think it was like $1,000. And to me, I mean, $1,000, you're 19 years old, sophomore in college, it's like a lot of money. We just finished a job. We were just figuring out our split. And we had just, when we got the business, he gave us a business where like half the tools were broken. And he had an employee working for him. Great guy from Russia, but he wasn't honest. And he stole some of the tools and quit. No. Yeah. So, I mean, so this is like our like beginning to like owning a business. So we had to take almost all the money from the first job just to buy. We had to use janky tools to finish the job somehow and took all the money to buy new tools. And then finally we got to pay ourselves. So it was a really rewarding paycheck on top of everything. Man, I, it is so fascinating to hear like how people get started and just like, the whole fake it till you make it thing. People have no idea how much fake it till you make it's actually going on. Oh, that is so true. I mean, because we really, people didn't know who we were until we came to their house and they realized, oh my gosh, I've been dealing with two college kids. And it was, most of the time people were really nice about it, but sometimes they were kind of, they would like call his dad just to make sure. It, it's funny how like supposedly older people are more... It really is entertaining to see like what people put credentials or where trust lies. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there was a few jobs that the guy that was working originally for it, he would he did the job and screwed it up. And this is something he probably had 30 years experience, but he wasn't his mind wasn't in the game. He was actually later we found out planning to open his own business. So he was just trying to get a paycheck and we had to fix his job. And it was a great experience, though. But I could see how if you're not if I didn't have the entrepreneur mind, the literally opposite would have happened. Like, oh, my God, I need to go work for someone. I can never deal with all these problems. But to me, I was like, ooh, problems that I can solve. This is great. It's funny how it rolls out that way. Okay, so we're going to give you a second here. We're going to pretend that you have a cell phone and you can call that guy. You can call that 20-year-old kid 
and you can tell him anything you want, you know, hey, do it differently this way or consider this or trust your gut or whatever you think that that advice might be. So if you had a cell phone and you could call your 20-year-old self, what would you tell him? I'd be like, hey, Richie, keep doing what you're doing. Be as authentic as possible. Don't worry about making up who you think you should be in front of these guys. And just make sure you always focus on sales and business development and trust that you're going to figure out the rest. Don't do it backwards. Focus on sales and business development and then know and feel confident that you'll figure out the rest. If you have that as your priority, then you're going to be successful. Beautiful. That's a great nugget. That wraps it for this micro episode of Monetizing Your Mental Capital. Tell me, how can our listeners get in touch with you, assuming they'd want to reach out? You can just go to gerzonconsulting.com. It's G-U-E-R-Z-O-N consulting.com. And I'm happy to help you however you want. Beautiful. Thanks.